Welcome to Focus and Vision with Gina Wickman, where we're helping you master EOS. There isn't any one structure that's right for every organization, but there is a right structure for your business. The accountability chart is a tool that helps you intentionally build that structure with the right people in the right seats. Today, we'll walk you through using this simple yet powerful tool to get more from your people and more out of your business. After the episode, you can download the EOS Toolbox at eosworldwide.com or start using the digital tools at eosone.com. We're now going to talk about structuring the organization the right way for your organization. You could read a hundred books on organizational development and you would get a hundred different opinions on what the way to structure an organization is. What we've discovered is there is no the way. It's just a question of determining what is the right structure for your organization that's going to create clear accountability, clear roles and responsibility in the organization. One disclaimer is this is not a hierarchy. However, we are going to come at this as an org chart structure. The accountability chart is just basically an org chart on steroids. And so here's how it works. It starts with a belief, a very strong belief, that there are only three major functions in any business. And so I'm going to ask for your blind faith here as I explain this to you. Those three major functions are what make all organizations go around, be it a $1 million organization or a $1 billion organization or anything in between. And so what I need you to do is either write this down or picture it, and I'm going to do my best to communicate this to you. The three major functions, what are they? So if you picture three boxes side by side, in one box you have sales and marketing. In the second box you have operations. And in the third box, you have finance. And so again, three major functions that make all businesses go around. These are the three major functions. In other words, sales and marketing, nothing happens until somebody markets and sells something. Operations. Operations is the back end, the infrastructure, making the product, providing the service. And then finance is money's coming in, Money's going out. Somebody needs to be accountable for managing that money well and making sure that we're profitable at the end of the year. So again, giving me blind faith here, let's take them as a whole. I've had many debates about sales and marketing is the most important because unless somebody sells something, nothing happens. Well, here's the reality. Let's take it as a whole. Let's pretend we have a strong sales and marketing we have a weak operation component, and let's say it's a strong financial component. What's the end result? Well, the end result in that scenario is that we're doing a great job selling them, but we're losing them right out the back because customers just aren't happy. Another scenario, let's pretend we have strong sales and marketing, strong operations, but a weak financial. What's the net result of that? Well, what we'll have is, again, bring in lots of clients, take real good care of them, but money's coming right in the front and going right out the back. And then the last example, let's pretend we have weak sales and marketing, but very strong operations and very strong financial. What's the net effect of that? Well, the net effect of that is everybody in operations is waiting for something to happen, but nothing's happening. So bottom line, my point is they are all equally important, as important as the other one, and they all need to be strong. And so let's pretend that's true, and still asking for your blind faith here. If that's true, only one person can be ultimately accountable 
for one of those three major functions in the organization. There has to be one person who's ultimately accountable for generating the sales and the marketing efforts. There needs to be one person who's ultimately accountable for operations, making sure that things are running well. Again, that back-end infrastructure, we're making the product, we're providing the service. And only one person can be ultimately accountable for managing the finances. Money's coming in, money's going out, make sure there's a profit. When more than one person is accountable, then nobody's accountable. And when we do this exercise with teams, we'll get two names in a box, sometimes three names in a box, and you kind of get the all for one and one for all. But again, when everyone's accountable, no one's accountable. So with that, if those are the three major functions, there's another major function in the organization. And that is, again, if you're visualizing this or writing it down, there's then a box above those three boxes you just illustrated. And that role I like to call the integrator. The integrator is the person who's accountable for harmoniously integrating those three major functions of the business. Because if those three major functions are strong and you've got strong people accountable for each, there's great friction that goes on. And the integrator's role is to harmoniously integrate that great friction. I use the term integrator to alleviate all the wonderful ego titles because sometimes it's called CEO, sometimes it's called president, sometimes it's called general manager. It doesn't matter what you call it. But bottom line is the integrator is the person who has the unique ability to run the organization and manage the day-to-day and harmoniously integrate those three major functions. Assuming that's true and still asking for your blind faith, there are two other points I want to make around this accountability chart. Number one is that as you structure your organization around the accountability chart, those three major functions will end up being three or more major functions. Again, focusing on what is the right structure for your organization. And remember, less is more. I've yet to see one of our clients with more than six major functions. For example, sales and marketing splits into two major sales and marketing roles. Operations sometimes splits into two to three major functions. Finance sometimes splits into IT and HR. Again, every organization's different. The military believes in seven direct reports. Ford Motor Company is a great example in that under Jack Nasser, there were 13 direct reports. Under Bill Ford Jr., there are three direct reports. Same organization, totally different structure. Again, all that matters is what's right for your organization. So that's point number one. The next point I want to make is that about 50% of the time, we find there's this additional role in the organization, and it's very powerful. And so that additional role is typically a box that shows up above the integrator, and that role I like to call the visionary role. And so again, if you've illustrated this, at the top you have visionary, below that you have integrator, and below that you have three boxes. Sales and marketing is one, operations is two, finance is three. So let me talk about each role, because again, as I mentioned, only 50% of the time you have this visionary role showing up in the organization. And so when it exists, we need to clearly define the accountability. And so when I say visionary, I mean this, because the visionary and the integrator couldn't be more different. Almost always in a small to mid-sized company, the visionary is the owner or one of the owners. When there is a partnership, we find that one partner is the visionary and the other is the integrator. 
And so the visionary, and I say this with love, uh, typically has 20 ideas a week, 19 aren't so great, but one is awesome. And it's that one idea a week that take the organization to the moon. Very valuable. The next major role of a visionary, they're typically very creative. Uh, they're also great problem solvers, great with the big relationships. The culture of the organization is very important to them, and they typically operate more on emotion. So if you're one, know thyself. The integrator role couldn't be more different. The integrator role is typically somebody that's very good at LMA, I like to call it, LMA, leading, managing, and holding people accountable. They love running the day-to-day -day of the business. They're typically accountable for the P&L, the profit and loss. They're typically accountable for the overall business plan for the organization. Their job is to remove obstacles and barriers for those major functions so that we can execute on the business plan. As I mentioned, they're very good at the day-to-day. They're great at special project management, and they operate more on logic. And so again, if you are one, know thyself. As I'm talking about these roles, what makes the accountability chart an accountability chart? Again, it looks like an org chart. The only difference is that you're going to plug in the five major roles for that function. So as an example, next to the visionary box, first bullet would be 20 ideas. Second might be creative problem solving. Third might be big relationships. Fourth might be culture. Fifth might be more on emotion. Again, more as a point than anything else. Next, the integrator. Their five major roles might be, number one, lead, manage, and hold people accountable. Number two, profit and loss, or business plan. Number three, removing obstacles and barriers. Number four, special projects. And number five, more on logic. Again, we're making sure accountabilities are clear. Let's take sales and marketing. Sales and marketing has five major roles as well. LMA shows up a lot, lead, manage, and hold people accountable. In other words, if they have people reporting to them. The sales revenue goal, they're accountable for that. Selling, a lot of times in small to mid-sized organizations, the person who's accountable for sales and marketing, typically VP of sales and marketing, also does some selling. Marketing is usually their accountability, and the sales and marketing process is usually their accountability. Operations, a lot of times looks like LMA. There's certainly people in operations, and they need to lead, manage, and hold those people accountable. Customer service usually falls under operations. And process management, those six to ten major processes, are typically the accountability of operations. Finance, Usually it's LMA, assuming there are other people in the financial side of the business. Accounts receivable, accounts payable, budgeting, reporting. HR shows up a lot on the financial side. Sometimes it shows up on the operation side. You decide what's best for your organization. Admin shows up there a lot, as well as IT. But again, you're ultimately going to decide. And so what I ask you to do is literally go ahead and build out your organization from an accountability chart standpoint, determine if you have a visionary in the organization. If you do, clearly illustrate that. It'll be one of the most freeing moments of that person's life. And then literally build out the entire organization. Again, looks just like an org chart, but you're going to go ahead and plug in those five major roles or accountabilities that make up that function in the organization.
Now when you do that, there are many great software programs to use. You could use Visio, that's a great one. Excel, you could do this with. You just decide what works best for your organization. As you're doing this, I'm going to strongly caution you of a couple things. First is that I ask that you create the structure, the right structure, for the organization first. Literally build out that accountability chart. Don't put any names in any of the boxes. In other words, you're just simply looking at what's the right structure and what are the right accountabilities throughout the organization. The second thing you're going to do is then decide who's going in that seat. And those are the right seats in the organization that we're talking about. And when you put someone in that seat, you want to look to their unique ability and you want to make sure that that is their unique ability and it's in line with their skill set. And also another caution, in small organizations, if you're the business owner and your name is Jim, it might be Jim in the integrator box, Jim in the sales and marketing box, and Jim in the operations box. That's okay, as long as there's clear accountability and there are not two names in the box. And as the organization grows and as you delegate and elevate, you will then let go of that major function and someone else will assume that accountability. So let's pull the accountability chart together and bring it to life. When you're all done, what it should look like is an org chart. An org chart with five bullets to illustrate the major accountabilities of that major function. In each one of those boxes, there will be one name, and that one name is entirely accountable for that major function and operating in line with that person's unique ability. And you've built out the entire organization to include every major function in the business. So you may be asking, what do we do with our current org chart if you've already done that work? What I suggest you do there is truly replace it and let this become the tool you use to communicate organizational clarity. The next step is to share it with everyone. They want to know, they need to know, and they'll appreciate knowing. From there, let the people that are accountable be accountable. Let go of the vine and let them execute. You will achieve clarity, accountability, and incredible results.